as we're all trying to process and come to grips with the incomprehensible events that have taken place, not only this week in the state of Texas, but last week in the state of New York and so many other weeks, words are just simply not enough. So with that, I'm going to refer to God's word and what he says to us in our times of grief and suffering and brokenness. Psalm 147, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 34, verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 9, 9, the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And lastly, Matthew eleven twenty eight where Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Welcome to the She's Marked podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She is walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to tune into the She's Mark podcast. I'm Hannah Forbes Smith, your host and sister on this journey toward emotional healing, restoration, holiness, and wholeness. Today we are at episode 15015, and it is entitled, Will You Follow Me? I ended off the intro with a verse taken from Matthew 11, 28, where Jesus was saying, Come to me all you who are weary and burdened. Some translations say heavy laden and I will give you rest. And I really want to zoom in on the first three words of that scripture that Jesus said, come to me. And in fact, I want to really zoom in on the very first word that says come. And today our title is, will you follow me? And I really want to focus on that. Many times when the message of salvation is being shared with us, you might have heard it presented in such a manner of repenting of your sins, turning from your sins, asking the Lord to forgive you, asking even the Lord to come into your heart. And that being kind of what the beginning phases of salvation looks like. But in scripture, Jesus, when he was here on earth physically, anytime he came across a new person or someone that he was calling unto himself, he always beckoned that person to do one thing, and that was to come or to follow me. There are so many instances in scripture where the Lord Jesus, as he is even just rounding up his disciples, where he says, follow me. He repeatedly tells people to follow him. In some instances, he challenges people and he says, 
leave everything that you have or sell everything that you have and follow me. And for some, that seemed like it was an easy thing to do. And for others, it seemed like a real struggle for a number of reasons. But today I want to focus on the true message of salvation. It is so much more than saying a sinner's prayer. It is so much more than attending church on Sundays. It is so much more than praying regularly and reading your Bible regularly and living by what some would deem a moral code. But the essence of what we do in this journey as believers is we are following after Jesus. Now, of course, that is the overarching theme. There are many different things that fall under that. For example, walking in obedience, walking in fellowship with our brothers and sisters, putting off the old self, putting on the new self and all that that entails, leading and living a life of holiness. But the overarching theme, what Jesus came to earth to do was to beckon us to follow him. I want to highlight something. It takes humility to follow. Think about a time if you were ever lost somewhere on the road or if you were ever traveling with someone and they were in their car and you were in your car and you knew that the instruction was to follow them. There are certain things that go into having to follow someone. For starters, there has to be a willingness. If someone is leading you, They can only do so if you're willing to follow. The second thing, there has to be an absence of resistance. So you can't follow someone if you're refusing to follow them or if you're pulling back, opposing in any way. If you're hungering down in your spot in any way, you you can't follow. If you refuse to move, you're not going to be able to follow. Next, there has to be an acknowledgement and an understanding that you don't know where to go. You don't know where you're going, which is why you would need to be following in the first place. And that takes an acknowledgement and that ties directly into pride. It can be so easy to not want to admit when we don't know something. We 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 have this fear or this complex of coming across as inadequate or inept in any form or fashion. And so I believe that a lot of people struggle in this journey to follow Jesus, one, because They're convinced some way that they know where they're going or two, they don't believe that Jesus knows where to go. So they somehow may even believe that they know best or they know better. Next, there has to be a detaching from where you currently are. If I pull over and I tell someone that I'm lost or I'm trying to find Main Street, and let's say they're already headed that way and they say, hey, you can follow me. I'm, I'm already headed that way. And I say, well, I don't want to take my car out of park because if I do, then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to leave this parking space and I'm going to leave this zip code and I'm just not going to be here anymore. I'm sure they would look and say, well, do you do you want to get where you're going? Do you do you want me to lead you or not? So I have to be willing to leave that spot. I have to be willing to take the car out of park, put it into drive. I have to be willing to press on the pedal and move forward. Next, there has to be an ability to trust who is leading. If someone is telling me that they know where they're going, they know where I should be headed if I want to get to Main Street, I have to be able to trust who is leading me there. How many of us truly struggle deep down inside with trusting the Lord, trusting his plan, trusting 
that he is all knowing, trusting that he is good, trusting that he is in charge and we are not, trusting that he is unlimited and we are limited. That can be a scary thing. But if we're totally honest with ourselves and we reflect the nature of our heart, are you struggling with unbelief? Are you struggling with doubt in who Christ is? Is that the reason why it's challenging and it's difficult for you to follow? Lastly, it takes endurance to keep following, keep refueling, keep pressing on the gas, keeping your eyes on the one who is leading you. That is where I believe the rest of our journey comes into play. By faith, we proclaim and accept Jesus Christ as Lord. And by faith, we make a conscious choice and an effort to learn his word, learn his ways, live by his word, live by his ways, put off the old self, walk in the new self that he has given us, and then following him. We have to keep refueling. And how do we do that? You have to spend time soaking in the word of God. The more you know, the more you grow. And as you feast on his word daily, as you make that a part of your daily regimen, as you spend time in prayer, a few things happen. I won't go through an entire list because I'm still learning that list myself. But one, you begin to look more like him. As you spend more and more time with someone, you begin to take on the image of that person. Currently in my biblical counseling course, we're focusing on the idols of the heart. We're focusing on the conditions of the heart. And we're focusing on the many, many things that we worship, the many idols that become Lord in our hearts. And as we devote more and more worship, per se, more and more time to that idol, we begin to take on the image of that idol. So the more time that you spend in fellowship with the Lord, the more time that you are praying, you are fellowshipping with other believers, you are learning, you are shedding, um, you're letting the Holy Spirit do his work within you. You begin to take on the image of Christ in the same regard, even with the very, very tragic events that have been happening here in our country. We see people who were filled with darkness, carrying out these heinous crimes, filled with hatred, filled with anger. And I'm sure that they didn't just get that way overnight. They spent much time meditating on the hatred, meditating on the darkness, meditating on the wickedness until it manifested. In the same regard, whatever we are constantly surrounding ourselves with, whatever we are constantly focusing on, we begin to take on the form and the image of that thing. I mentioned earlier in terms of the endurance to keep following, to keep pressing on the gas. We need fuel and endurance to run this race. It is not easy. I think that in addition to spreading the message of God's love, I think that's foundational, but I think that it will be so helpful 
for believers to also be constantly reminded that this walk is not easy. This life is not easy. It is filled with ups and downs, valleys, mountains, obstacles, pain, grief, disappointment, strife. We are constantly being tested. We are constantly facing spiritual warfare. We're constantly being refined and pruned by the Lord. And we're constantly being targeted by the enemy in his attempts to weaken us. But in following Jesus, we know that Jesus was and is victorious. We know that he is all-knowing, that he is good, that he's the author and finisher of our faith. He is the orchestrator of this life. And so I know for me personally, when I get to a point where my back is against the wall and life is confusing, life is frustrating, life is straining, it means everything to me to be able to rest in the rest in the rest, <laughs> to rest in the rest that the Lord provides. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Oh, how badly we need the rest of the Lord. How badly do we need his peace? How badly do we need the life that he gives? He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. When you stop to think about the essence of everything that we do, we are all looking for truth. We're all looking for the way, and we're all looking for life. Now, we may go about that in different ways. That looks a lot of different ways. It has a lot of different looks. Some of us are trying to find the way through education. We're trying to find the way through our careers. We're trying to find the way through relationships and friendships. We're trying to find the way. We're trying to find an identity. We're trying to find something to clutch onto. We're all looking for life. Some people are clutching to that through, you know, very rigorous fitness routines and health and beauty and and nutrition and, and all sorts of things. There's always this underlying message you hear, YOLO, you only live once, live your best life. We all want life. We're all trying to, many of us are really, really trying to sustain life and add another day to our life by doing all the right things. We're all looking for the way. That's the essence of what we're all trying to do. That's the essence of, of the questions that we have inside of us and the deep desires where we're all trying to find the way. I know as a young city girl, when I was in high school, I thought at that time that the way would be get your education, go to a four-year university, get in all this debt, right? And that's the way to go. This is how you do it. You get a job, you you know, start making your income, you get married, you have a family, and, and that's the way. We all have different things that we believe or things that we're doing that we believe are the way. And Jesus puts it all into one place where we don't have to overextend to the left. We don't have to overextend to the right. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says, no man comes to the Father except through me. It's pretty simple when you think about it. But what makes it challenging is the pride. I started off by saying it takes humility to follow. And so for those of you who may be new in your faith or those of you who are not really sure how to minister to others, 
how to disciple them, it begins with humility. It's not saying the Lord's prayer that saves you. It's following him. It's following him. Let's turn to scripture together. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 9, 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Matthew 4, 19. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 19, 21. Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Matthew 10, 38. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. John 12, 26. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus's message to us is to follow him. It is evident that as a people, we are lost. We don't know what we're doing. We can't do this on our own. And it doesn't matter how much legislation, it doesn't matter how many rules, it doesn't matter all of our collective experience. We need a savior. We need someone to look to. We need a solution. And that solution is found in Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. So I ask you, what are your struggles with following? It takes humility to follow, a willingness, the absence of resistance, the acknowledgement and understanding that you don't know where to go, detaching from where you currently are, the ability to trust who is leading, and the endurance to keep following. Irregardless of where you are in this list, there is hope for you. Right now, I'm in the stage of needing the endurance to keep following, to keep refueling, to keep pressing on the gas and to keep my eyes on the leader. So as we close out, let me pray for you and with you. Father, you hold the answer. You are the answer. And I just pray that you would give us the revelation of that, that we would trust you Father God, that we would walk in humility after you, not pursuing our way, our own determinations, but humbly releasing our plans, humbly releasing our wills, humbly releasing our desires and following after you, Lord Jesus. Help us if it's resistance. Reveal to us the areas of resistance, what is fueling and energizing and powering that resistance. 
deliver us from that, Lord. If it's an area of pride where it's hard for us to admit that we don't know where we're going or we struggle with this cycle of knowing that we don't know where we're going, but yet we still feel like, man, if I if I just try to take the lead home one more thing, I, I might hit it this time. I might hit the jackpot. I might hit the bullseye. Deliver us from deception. Deliver us from confusion. Deliver us from the tug of war, Lord. For those of us who need the ability to trust you, deliver us from unbelief. Help us to reflect on all your goodness in times past. Help us to soak in your word and to see how you are more than trustworthy. And for my other sisters who need the endurance to keep following, Lord, help us to press in even in those moments of weariness. Help us to run with diligence the race that is set before us and to endure and endure and endure. Fill us with new oil. Fill us with fresh fire fresh water from your spring of living water, fresh bread because you are the bread of life. I thank you, Jesus, that when everything around us is so very uncertain, that you are the one thing that is unshakable. You are the one thing that remains. Bring rest and peace to those who are broken. Bring peace to the unrest, Lord Jesus, and help us as a nation, as a planet, to realize that you hold the answer, that we would turn back to you, that we would turn from our own way, that we would turn from our wicked ways so that you might heal us and that you might heal our land. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Ladies, until next time. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit SheesMark.com for more episodes, to make a donation, or to check out the Mark Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and consider leaving a review. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.